0: Thank you for watching NTD Business. Coming up tonight, Twitter boss Elon Musk saying some of the internal messages about suppressing free speech might be hidden or deleted, but they'll release everything they find. Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary lost $15 million that FTX gave him to act as a spokesperson. He also lost 10 million worth of crypto in his FTX account. And a Chinese Communist Party-controlled shipping platform could be used as a weapon of warfare against the US. We have what you need to know that and much more coming up on ntd business great to have you with us don ma here twitter boss elon musk says some of the most important data from the twitter files may have been deleted or even hidden the twitter files are the platform's internal discussions on suppressing free speech yesterday former ceo jack dorsey asked musk why he didn't just release all the files all at once without filter Musk responded, saying most important data was hidden from you too, and some may have been deleted, but everything we find, we will release. This could have something to do with the recent firing of James Baker. He was Twitter's deputy general counsel. Before that, he worked for the FBI. According to the Twitter files, Baker told Twitter executives to go ahead with blocking the Hunter Biden laptop story. Baker was later in charge of vetting those messages before releasing them to journalists. Current management, though, didn't know. Musk Tuesday said he fired Baker over concerns he suppressed information that are that's very important, though it's unclear when the next Twitter files will be released. Kevin O'Leary says he lost all of the $15 million FTX paid him to act as its spokesman. O'Leary is an investor, Shark Tank judge, and CNBC contributor. Here's what he said earlier today on CNBC
1: total deal was just under $15 million all in. I put about $9.7 million into crypto. Uh, I think that's what I've lost. It's all at zero. I don't know because my account got scraped a couple of weeks ago. All the data, all the coins, everything.
0: O'Leary had promoted FTX on Twitter and elsewhere online numerous times. He and other celebrities like Tom Brady and Larry David were sued by FTX investors. About all that crypto he lost from his FTX account after the exchange's collapse, O'Leary admitted it was a bad investment decision. He said he fell prey to, quote, groupthink, and he should have done more due diligence. And a subpoena of FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is definitely on the table, tweeted U.S. House Financial Services Committee Chairman Maxine Waters Wednesday. She tweeted this in response to reports that she was unwilling to force him to testify before a House committee. She wrote in the tweet, quote, lies are circulating at CNBC that I'm not willing to subpoena SBF. She says a su- subpoena is definitely on the table. Prior to this tweet, Waters had invited Bankman fried to appear before the committee's upcoming meeting on December 13th, in which the former CEO responded that he'll testify only when he's figured out what happened at FTX but adding that he's not sure that this will happen by the 13th. And it looks like more Americans filed a new jobless claims for jobless benefits last week. Meanwhile, towards the end of November, ongoing claims for unemployment benefits reached a 10-month high. This is possibly a sign suggesting the labor market is gradually slowing down but also keep in mind that claims tended to be volatile at the start of the holiday season this is because some companies temporarily close or slow hiring initial claims for state unemployment benefits increased 4000 to a seasonally adjusted 230000 for the week ending December 3rd but still it looks like the labor market still in good shape 263000 jobs added in November And residential real estate brokerage company Redfin predicts a slump in housing prices next year. NTD's Char Marshall has details. Redfin
2: predicts a post-pandemic sales slump will push home prices down for the first time in a decade. Mortgage rates will take center stage in 2023, with high rates likely making it the slowest year for the housing market since 2011. This according to annual end-of-year predictions from Redfin's website, redfin.com technology-powered real estate brokerage. I asked real estate expert Ari Rastigar when home prices will be coming
1: down. Um, we're already seeing them starting to come down. They're actually starting to come down now in the, in the, in the velocity of, of sales, meaning how long a house sits on the market before selling, um, has already begun to decline. So we're seeing a decline and a correction already happening now. And we have been seeing it since rates started to rise
2: Redfin predicts the median US home sale price to drop by roughly 4%, the first annual drop since 2012 to $368,000 in 2023. That's due to elevated rates and final sale prices starting to reflect homes that went under contract in late 2022. I asked Rastigar whether rent prices would be coming down as well.
1: Rent prices actually in these types of instances when it makes it very hard for people to buy historically rent prices actually, if, if not staying the same, increased. So we are in a, in a very peculiar market right now with in these particular, um, in these particular instances. So, um, it's hard to determine what is going to happen, but in tech hub centered cities, you know, like Austin, Texas or uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Nashville, um, Orlando, we're actually still continuing to see rental growth apartment complexes.
2: The hot pandemic era housing market pushed the typical US buyers agent commission down to 2.63% of the home sale price in 2022. It's lowest level since at least 2012. But Redfin predicts that declines in home prices and sales will prop up buyers agent commissions next year and that sellers will also play a part with some offering to pay higher commissions for buyers agents to attract bidders. Sean Marshall NTD news.
0: And onto Wall Street, stocks closed higher, with the S&P ending its longest losing streak since October. The Dow gained 184 points, or six tenths of a percent. S&P rose 30 points, or eight tenths of a percent. The Nasdaq added 123 points, or one and one tenths of a percent. Hundreds of New York Times journalists and other staff walked off the job today for 24 hours. It's the newspaper's biggest dispute in more than 40 years. Employees are frustrated by contract negotiations that have dragged on for months.
2: We've been negotiating with Times Management for 20 months. And it is because they have not negotiated in good faith that we
0: are here. Reporters, editors, photographers, and others rallied outside the Times' offices. Last week, more than 1,000 employees pledged to go on strike today if a deal could not be reached to replace a contract that expired in March of last year. The two sides are still far apart on issues like wages, remote work policies, and the company's evaluation system. The newspaper is relying on international staff and non union journalists right now to deliver content. A New York Times spokesperson said talks were still ongoing when they were told about the strike. She said it's disappointing that journalists are taking such extreme action when talks are not at an impasse. The Biden administration today announced nearly $36 billion in aid for a union pension plan. The money will go to the Central States Pension Fund will help prevent cuts to the retirement incomes of about 350,000 Teamster workers and retirees across the United States. Many union retirement plans are under financial pressure because of underfunding and other issues. Without the aid, Teamster members could have seen their benefits reduced by an average of 60% starting within a couple of years. The funding is the largest amount of federal aid provided for a pension plan and comes from the American Rescue Plan Act. And the Pentagon has an early Christmas present for big tech. On Wednesday, it handed out cloud computing contracts worth a total $9 billion to four firms, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and Oracle. It's to build the so-called joint warfighting cloud capability. Tech sector analyst Dan Ives from Wedbush says, it's the single biggest cloud beltway deal and a huge win for all four vendors. It marks a change for how the Pentagon awards the deal. Three years ago, Microsoft had the contract all to itself worth $10 billion. Later, Amazon and Oracle challenged it and pretty much brought the deal back to the drawing board. Ives also says this new deal is a huge vote for confidence for all four companies. And for the U.S. military, this will be the backbone for the Pentagon's modern war operations and further operation. And Saudi Arabia and China showcased deepening ties with a series of strategic deals today during a visit by CCP head Xi Jinping, including one with tech giant Huawei, whose growing foray into the Gulf region has raised U.S. security concerns. NTD's fake Quarter reports.
3: Hailing what he called a new era in ties with the Arab world, Chinese regime leader Xi Jinping signed a series of strategic deals with Saudi Arabia on Thursday. The leader from China, the world's biggest energy consumer, received a lavish welcome from the oil-rich nation. She also met with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the de facto ruler of Saudi Arabia. The display stood in stark contrast to the low-key welcome extended to President Biden in July. Ties between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia have been strained by the kingdom's energy policy and the 2018 murder of U.S.-based Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, which overshadowed the awkward July visit. On Thursday, King Salman signed a comprehensive strategic partnership agreement with Xi that, according to state media, included 34 deals worth about $30 billion. One of the deals included Chinese tech giant Huawei involving cloud computing and building high-tech complexes in Saudi cities. The agreement was struck, despite U.S. security concerns over using the Chinese firm's technology, amid Huawei's growing foray into the Gulf region. The White House said it was not a surprise that Xi is traveling around the world and to the Middle East. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said, we're mindful of the influence that China is trying to grow around the world.
0: For the first time ever, a state is suing TikTok. Indiana Attorney General Todd Wakita has filed not one, but two lawsuits. In one lawsuit, he says TikTok promotes harmful content towards young children. This includes drug use, profanity, and sexually explicit material. In the other lawsuit, he says China can spy on Americans through TikTok. TikTok gathers a lot of our data, which then can be used for things like blackmail or manipulation. The CEO of counterintelligence firm Black Ops Partners, Casey Fleming, is studying TikTok very closely he says TikTok is basically a weapon China uses against the US.
2: The uh, technology tracks everything your child does, so that means what time they wake up, what time they go to bed, what apps they're on, everything on their phone, uh, every password, every picture, every location, where you went to lunch, where you went to dinner with him or her. and. Uh, and uh, how long you spent there, and you went to this store and that store. And that information is all being stored back in servers in China."
0: TikTok is owned by Chinese company ByteDance, and previously leaked recordings from internal meetings show China-based employees could see American TikTok users' private data. Fleming says all this information may not be immediately useful to the Chinese Communist Party, but in the future, With the development of technology and artificial intelligence, the massive amounts of data could feed into its machines and have a big impact. But there's also a more immediate threat. If the children have any connection to their parents' devices, China can access everything on those as well.
2: It's access to parents' information, which is information regarding intellectual property to be stolen out of the U.S. economy that powers the U.S. economy and our national intelligence and our uh, our military and our government.
0: Other than data access, the lawsuit claims kids spend an average of about an hour and 40 minutes per day on the app. And during that time, they're seeing things that could contribute to causing mental disorders and depression. Psychiatrist Carol Lieberman says that TikTok is harmful to youths.
1: TikTok is a weapon of mass destruction, the pornographic content, uh, content about drugs and alcohol, um, psychiatric help or psychological advice, whatever they want to call it, by people who are not trained to give such advice. And then, of course, um, one of the most dangerous parts is the the challenges. TikTok just puts out these challenges on a regular basis that get Americans, especially American youth, to do things that, in fact, in a number of cases, hundreds of cases, or at least over a hundred, it has resulted in death.
0: So there was a blackout challenge in which kids competed to see how long they could choke themselves. There's the milk crate challenge in which kids stacked up milk crates and tried to climb to the top. There's the Tide Pod Challenge, in which kids ate Tide Pods. The NyQuil Chicken Challenge, the Benadryl Challenge, the Burning Pile Challenge, all very dangerous. Attorney Matt Dolman says this is a first-of-its-kind case. There's no precedent that's been set on this issue, though he doesn't think this individual case will accomplish much, but especially in the near term. And he poses this key question.
1: How much can you censor TikTok based on the Communication Decency Act, which allows social media companies to – if you're posting content and it's posted by a third party, it's not posted by you, but you're the social media company, but it's posted by a third party, how much control and censorship is allowed and can the government really interfere with that? And there's actually a case coming up before the United States Supreme Court case – before the Supreme Court, rather, the Gonzalez case, which is going to speak to that issue. So I think that right now – Indiana federal court is going to sit back and wait to see what the United States Supreme Court says.
0: While this individual case may not accomplish much legally, Doman says, it'll build momentum towards more anti-TikTok action. He believes other attorneys general will sue TikTok themselves and that the federal government may eventually step in. Moving on, Republican lawmakers are warning of a threat to national security posed by a Chinese state-controlled shipping platform called Log Inc., they say the digital logistics system could provide the Chinese Communist Party with sensitive U.S. government and military data. Beijing is offering the Log Inc. platform to freight carriers, ports and foreign nations free of charge. They call it a one-stop shop for data management and tracking shipments. It's being subsidized by China's Ministry of Transport. Over 20 global ports are using the platform already. Senator Tom Calden and Representative Michelle Steele called it a disaster for American interests in a letter to President Biden. They worry the CCP could exploit it to identify early trends in the movement of U.S. military and equipment. Over 25 congressional GOP members joined the letter. They urged Biden to take action to stop the spread of the system. And now joining me to talk about Log Inc. is Ross Kennedy. He's the founder of Fortis Analysis. So now, Ross, Republican lawmakers are sounding alarm over this uh, Log Inc. platform. How serious is the threat? What's the threat level? Are they justified to sound their alarm?
4: Yeah, the, the most famous threat that we've seen um, really emerge in the last eight to 10 months in terms of the Communist Party of China's efforts to, to subvert and undermine uh, Western institution and you know, the rule, you know, rules-based order uh, has been land purchases, asset purchases, corporate purchases. The, the logging platform, uh, once fully mature, uh, according at least according to the plans of the CPC, uh, is is a hundred times more damaging potentially to not just U.S. national and economic security interests, but really to anybody in the world that the CPC has decided that it is an enemy or adversary.
0: So a hundred times more damaging. How so? With
4: logging, it would be as if uh, TikTok, you know, famously takes control of everything on your phone or has integrations to everything on your phone as an app. Logging is that, except for the supply chain of every single company uh, at port airport that integrates on that system. It fundamentally uh, becomes a data architecture that has eyes and visibility to every single business transaction, shipping transaction, uh, or supply chain milestone within any given company or, or service provider that's utilizing the system.
0: So then why is this data valuable? the reason
4: the data is important is, is, is just in the same way I would perform analysis on a given company uh, or in a given situation by looking at the data and saying, what does this reveal? Not only about how the company operates, but who its partners are, what bills it pays? What types of things are they buying? What types of things are they selling? All of that information is the most valuable economic information in the world because you can't hide from it. The operate, you know, the operations of a company that are integrated on logging. Are completely exposed to the Communist Party of China, and then they get chunked through algorithms and overlaid. And from that, the CPC has the ability to build a map of the entire global commercial network. Uh, it's quite pervasive, but it is it is the roadmap to economic dominance that Xi Jinping intends to use, not only for Made in China 2025, but also for the longer-term plans of 2035, 2049, uh, and beyond.
0: Can you just go a little deeper? Like Explain it to very simple terms, what What is the CCP's end game with this?
4: Well, the end game fundamentally is to know every single thing about the global economy and to be able to at any time be able to disrupt uh, or replace any node in that chain. I can give two very simple examples. Example number one is If the Chinese Communist Party is aware of a specific item that's being sold to the U.S. military from another country, and they have that visibility because of logging integration to all the various platforms, they would then be able to, no matter how secret the transaction may be, they would then be able to not only have visibility to who's buying and selling, but then be able to actually penetrate and target the systems, the data systems of those companies through logging integrations and software programs, and be able to actually commit industrial espionage against those companies and prevent them from being able to do business or steal data and other you know in other ways um, of doing that the second thing is is logging will actually have the ability by having access to the data records to f- to actual cause physical disruption in the real world as cargo moves off a ship and into a port being able to pull one bill of lading number out one container number out switch it around for another if China wanted to cause chaos in the US or in another country being able to actually manipulate and change port data, what the containers are, what the ships are, et cetera, would cause immense, uh, immense physical real-world harm and economic harm to
0: those countries. So essentially, China could potentially use Log Inc. as a weapon of warfare.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And that is 100% why uh, that Log Inc. is specifically subordinate to the national intelligence law that China passed in 2017. Uh, it's subordinate to the national security laws that were passed Uh, in the wake of the Hong Kong issues and and hereafter. Uh, The the idea of logging is that it is a data pillar, uh, a tool of espionage, and a a tool of mass economic control and destruction for the world.
0: All right, thank you very much for your insight. Ross, pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you, Don. And taking a break now, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can email us at business at ntd.com. Still to come, Apple introducing new security features to ward off hackers and protect iCloud data, but will also make it harder for law enforcement to see your data. And this year in New York City, a dollhouse offers kids and collectors a different kind of a holiday surprise, a mini Christmas, and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. Apple says it plans to expand its end-to-end encryption of iCloud data. iCloud already offers end-to-end encryption for some data categories, but now it'll be expanded to protect your photos, message backups, notes, and much more. The feature is called Advanced Data Protection, and it can add another layer of security to users' information. Advanced Data Protection will also make it impossible for law enforcement to access users' data, including the FBI. End-to-end encryption essentially essentially means that only you can access the data stored in your iCloud device backup. The feature will be coming to the iOS 16.2 software update. Apple says it will be available to the public in the U.S. by the end of 2022. At launch, the feature will be opt-in only. In one tiny house after another, all decked out for Christmas, kids in New York City have a good spot to visit for the coming holidays and a place to hunt for gifts. Let's take a look.
5: A doll family singing carols and Santa's sleigh loaded with mini gifts. This month, the tiny dollhouse store is expecting its largest group of customers for the year. Usually the holiday season is our busiest. Because we are in New York City, we get customers
6: from all over the world. Anyone who is remotely interested in miniatures finds our shop.
5: Leslie Edelman opened the shop over 30 years ago. What was then a hobby turned into a full-fledged business. Now, he stocks miniatures from more than 500 artists from around the world, from one-of-a-kind pieces for collectors to everyday items for children and beginners. Chaz Clark came to find a gift for his four-year-old daughter.
2: An investment in happiness for my daughter. It's a toy, and maybe the next generation can use it, but I doubt that we'll be selling it back to anybody.
5: The store imports dollhouses from England, but also has a studio of its own downstairs. The price tags start at $600 for an unpainted house and go all the way up to $4,600 for one with lights. The most expensive single piece is this miniature British Regency style table priced at $2,700.
6: Dogs are $9. Some of the cats are three fifty. dollars We have merchandise varying from $3 all the way up.
5: Edelman noticed an increase in demand during the COVID-19 pandemic.
6: I think during the pandemic when people were locked down, uh, it gave them more of a sense of home and being at home. And so therefore, I think that the uh, the idea of a dollhouse or a little pastry shop or a whatever, uh, became more of a, a realization of their ideas and wanting to do something while they were stuck at home. Definitely a
0: dangerous place.
5: With normalcy largely restored, it's time for collectors and children to spend a miniature Christmas with their dollhouses.
0: And that's all the stories we have today from the NTD business team and myself, Don Ma. You can follow me on Twitter if you're there. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can email us at business at NTD.com. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.